Hey, Buka. This for you. And for anybody, everybody who want to hear heavenly, earthly, I don't give a crap. Every demon demonically can hear how I feel about you. I'm going to turn the music down. God said to me two days, I think it was whatever day it was when you were in New York. And God said, Kunisha, go to, go to uh, Facebook. I'm like, okay, God, when I'm going to Facebook, okay, okay, okay. Scroll down, scroll down. Okay. I'm out there ministering. And I see a picture of you and, you know, everybody else. I was like, dang. But honestly, I was like, damn. I don't even know. What does damn mean? I was like, damn. I mean, it's not even funny because I didn't grow. I grew up Jewish. So I don't even know what, you know, what that even mean. Now, you know what all the other words mean. But is damn even a cuss word? Because a damn could be a river stream. But I don't I don't mean it that way. I was like, I looked at you, I was like, damn. I'm out here ministering, you know, my mind is somewhere else. And I look at you, I was like, damn. I'm out here preaching. I looked again, I was like, damn. Wow. The Lord has blessed me like this. And I'm going to tell you something. It has nothing to do with just the outer appearance. Please hear me. God said, Kanisha, get on there and talk to him. See, God love when I do this. Because, you know, you're being honest. Sweetheart, my son is gone. And I've been wearing, like, full clothing, you know, garments while he's here. But guess what? It's all good. I don't have to do that right now. Please excuse me. Because I've been eating very well, and these pants right here, it fits my legs. But when it comes to my waist, I got to take it off. You know what I'm saying? It's tight around the waist, but not around the legs. I'm going to work out. Trust me. I always work out. But when I seen that picture, I was like, damn. I was like, Father, is is damn a bad word? I, I, I wouldn't even say it if it was. But I just feel led to say, Damn. You know, like, Father, hold up. God said, hold up. God said, Google it. Okay, he said, Google the word. Okay. I don't even know how to even spell that, Father. You know how I grew up, you know, Jewish. Let's see. Damn, damn meaning. Oh, God. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's constructed to hold back water. And to raise it at the level, you know, used to generate electricity or water supply. But let me just check it out. Damn meaning English. See, God had me digging. It's the same thing. But uh, I don't mean water when I say that. God say dig. Okay. Okay. Damn, damn meaning. What I'm supposed to look for? It, I, it just got in English, Father. Damn in what? Uh Ebonics or something? What does what does damn mean? I mean, I don't mean it in the water, carrying a barrier. When I looked at him, that's my first reaction was damn. 
Let me see. Hold on. What what does damn mean? Hold on. Damn meaning. And uh, let's just say urban. Uh, always say damn meaning. I'm not speaking slang. Don't ask me. Nah, this ain't the damn. I'm talking. It say it's damn a cuss word. Okay, let me see. Damn is not a cuss word. It's inaccurate to write. Damn you. Okay, it's the opposite. Okay, I'm just saying. Well, guess what? I have my own definition. Because when I seen, I looked at it again. Before I got one here, I said, let me go to, you know, the woman of God page. I don't put names out there much that I don't really talk to. And she put it there. And God said, scroll down. I was like, damn. Thank you, God. I mean, should I even be saying damn? You know, I don't know. But you know, you know, words that you know you shouldn't say. But I was never a person who cursed. But you know what curse words sound like. But, you know, damn is, you know, you know. And, okay, thank y'all. Let me just push do not disturb because I, I got some messages and to do things. But I was like, damn, he's standing there like that, looking like that so powerfully. See, I saw into you. I always do. I see uh, you being a man for me. I see you being not my husband yet, but as it is written, like you say, a written promise. Wow. Damn. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm on a throne with this. I'm like, you know, holy, holy, holy. Damn. You know, and the angels, hold on, God want to educate me with this word. Father, is it a bad word? Because I don't use it. No, and I, I don't want to say something wrong. But that's what came out of my belly. And you say, out of my belly shall flow rivers of living water. And that came out of my belly. I'm ministering out here in the society. And you say, look, and you told me, look. you already knew my reaction was going to say that and be that way. And I looked again. I only do what God lead me to do. God said, look again. I looked again. I, the same reaction. I was like, damn. Damn. I mean, the way I'm using it is, you know, my own biblical, you understand, theology. Because, like, in the Bible it says, you know, in the commandments, no ox, no ass. But that's just a donkey's tail. But when we say that word and misuse it, earthly, it become a curse word. Because we use it against each other. But this word, I never heard it be used against anybody. I feel like I'm using it for you know, a purpose. Damn. It's like if I was married to you right now and you walk in the house and I'm just waiting for you to, you know, from doing what you do, you know, enjoy with your friends and enjoying being out or whatever, you know, coming home from work, you walk in the door. I'm already going to have it already, you know, open the door before you put the keys in and look at you be like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Now you visionize that. You probably laugh, but it is not funny. No. Looking at you in the kitchen cooking, damn. Yes, oh, God. You know, praying and damn. Oh, God. 
Oh God. I don't even I got I mean, I'm not to research this. Is damn a bad word? I never heard it to be bad because I'm not using it incorrectly. God say you you're not using it incorrectly, but just you know, become educated on what you're saying. D-A-M. I don't care if it's heavily language terms. You know? Sometimes it's D-E hyphen I am. Damn. Father, you know me. You know, I would never misuse. I don't curse. I, I wasn't even a person who cursed, you know, of the world. I, I don't curse. This word right here don't feel like there's nothing wrong with it. That was my first reaction. I'm out here ministering. Holy Spirit with me, I was just like, damn. Standing like that, looking like that for me, and God kept you for me like that. Damn. You know, I can't say this like at no wedding or anything. You know, God say, you're called to be a comedian, Quenisha. So many other talents you have. But you have an anointing that will have. And you know what God said to me? Mike Epps and Bernie Mac, you know, you're in the kingdom. I don't say, God rest your soul. you at home. And all of them is just speaking to me. You know, even Richard Pryor in the kingdom. And they laughing because... They know I'm not speaking nothing earthly or demonically or lustfully. When I sing, I'm out here ministering the gospel. And God says, stroll down. God already knew my reaction. And I strolled down to Sister in Christ page. I'm not putting her name out there. I wouldn't do that because I don't talk to her that much. But I was just like, damn. Hold on, Father. Let me see that again. And I'm out here preaching. So imagine how, you know, that atmosphere was. I'm like, Damn. You did that for me, God? Damn. You understand? Even seeing him, he say, damn. He trying to keep me from you? Wow. Thank you, sweetie, for, you know, forgiving me and, you know, accepting me back. Thank you. Because I'm like, damn. What the heck was I? No, I don't use the word heck. Thank you, Father, because that's past tense for hell. Yes, that's now that's a cuss word. Not H-A-I-L. And not talking about fiery hell. We abuse that. Thank you, Father. Now he's correcting me. But what in the world? I had no idea what I was doing. But I know now. Damn. Now imagine me while you ministering. <laughs> And I grab the mic and look at you. If everybody did, I and they all, we married, not you know, just how we are now. We are married, and I look at you and be like, "Damn!" <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell you, I'm like, "Damn, Father, can I have him? You know, to just hold him and just pray with him, but to be real, I'm like, wow." He waited for me. He waited long enough. Damn. I have to push pause, sweetheart. Please excuse me. God just said to me, I had to push pause. Let me tell you why I push pause. Because I want to make sure I'm saying the right thing. Because I don't want to say the wrong thing. That's not what I do. As a virtuous woman, 
I'm already that for you. I'm ready to be that right now. I'm ready to be that right now. See, when I see you, I already see that. See, me being a woman of faith is not even about no virtue. Because virtue is just an acceptance of a release. You can receive a false virtue. You can receive a good virtue. Virtuosity can go in two different ways. Just like the word quote unquote truth can. Because in the world, many think that they are living a truth. But in Hosea, God said many people suffer because of what? A lack of knowledge. But people still feel like that's their truth. I'm doing what I got to do to make sure we be good. That's my truth. I got to make sure I invest to make sure it be like that. That's my truth. I'm looking at this person and that's what I want. And people just go off at the beginning of the scripture. God, give me desires of my heart. That's my truth. But the rest of that scripture, according to his will, and that's his truth. And you are the truth, the way. Damn. During this time of restoration, God have one of my old best friends from fifth, fourth grade. We was in a band together. She saw me do my first, you know, scientific project together. And you no, know, she saw me do it, but she was there with me. I won a science fair, but they took like 10 points off for me to go to the regionals because I didn't have a conclusion. But I spoke about the conclusion, but it has to be in that direct order when it comes to the scientific method. You understand? Thesis, hypothesis, you understand? Reasoning, you understand? Conclusion, results, and I, I just, I didn't have the conclusion. I spoke it, and that took 10 points off. And somebody won the regionals, but it was like, you should have won and she was there with me. We was in a band together and everything. And I was in the, I'm talking to you, sweetheart. I was in an elementary school called Charles R. Drew, right down the street from H.D. You know, Woodson, because my mom had a house in Northeast. And I wanted to stay at Charles R. Drew. You understand? God said, give honor when it's due. I know you probably heard of Jasmine Porter. Jasmine Porter, yeah. Her, her mother, her sister, you understand? Angel and her little sister, Ebony, we all grew up in the same school. But Jasmine Porter, but she's Porter now, but Jasmine and my sister, they were like the best of friends. Because my sister was very popular in school. Her personality, and by her talking and her, you know, her mind, very smart, a great cheerleader, very popular. I became popular because of my sister in elementary in that school, Charles R. Drew, which is on 58th Street. And they was living on 59th Street. And they knocked all of it down and all this and that and the other. 
But I, when I seen Jasmine Porter in the House of Victory, I was like, whoa. And my sister seen her, and she was really like excited because they are the same age group. I'm her younger sister, Ebony, in her age group. You understand? Angel, her, you know, her older sister, you know, Jasmine's the middle child. And, you know, many people in, you know, the House of Victory, different locations, because we moved around and people know us from the DMV area. People, we just know a lot of people. You understand? And I'm just telling you, she can reminisce. Back in Charles R. Drew, when y'all used to cheer for the school, y'all was like that. <laughs> that's when that song came out, sweetie. Uh-uh, the butterfly, that's old. Let me see the Tootsie Roll. Uh-uh, uh, Tootsie Roll. Yeah, and we was dancing for the Tootsie Roll and all of that. But I'm just, you know, bringing you up to date. And I went to W.B. Patterson. My mom, you know, moved from her house. We moved to, you know, Joliet Street. I'm just giving you, you know, I don't, it's, it's my podcast. I'm talking to my sweetie. We was in building 153. And that's when, you, you know, I don't like to say names, but give it honor when it's due. When I seen Tamika and the guys doing a, uh, like a show, like, they was doing, she was singing. It was like a go-go. They was at, you know, the bottom of Joliet on the side where the houses are at the, you know, the, the, the edge of the hill, not down the hill. And when I seen that video, I was, when I was subscribed to her YouTube page, I was like, hold up. I know that area. Y'all on Joliet Street. Right across the street was all cut. And guess what, sweetie? You heard the episode, remember I used that knife against that, you know, whatever. I don't like to talk about it. It was right there in that spot. Yeah. Cross the street. Yep. So much happened there. That's where it happened that. But I just thank God, like, when she invited me to go to a pool party, I had a great time. And, you know, she's, you know, not too much older than me. Like, you know, five, six years older. And we went to the pool party. You know, her friends there. And I saw people there, my age group, from the same, you know, neighborhood. I was like, oh, what's up, yo? What's up, yo? And all of them remember me from that incident. They the ones who helped me hide the knife and all of that. No name speaking. But I'm going to just give one good name. And his name was Otis. And Otis looked out for everybody. We was cheering at the rec center. He was the one. I'm telling you, sweetheart. He was the one who took the knife and was like, nah, you good. You know, because you don't be doing nothing wrong. You be cheering. She a troublemaker. Yeah, big o. we call him Big O. And God rest his soul. Yeah. I heard about, you know, his, his home going service and everything. And, you know, sweetheart. But I'm just talking to you. Because your friends have always been like a connection without us even knowing. Because... Even before you even came to the house, I always was drawn to, you know, Tiffany. I give honor when it's due. This is my podcast. Thank God. And guess what? Right now it's 1,500 listeners. I can see. Yeah, right now. And I always took to her before I even knew you, before I even knew anything about anything. I always was led to come to her to pray for me and, you know, help me, you know, and I can, I can feel sometimes she was like, okay, 
okay, okay. And she did. And I know her and her husband, you know, did it together. And I'm going to tell you why I always took to her, why God led me to her. Because even though I'm powerful and influential, this and that, but she is my leader. Her husband is my leader spiritually because they are the only ones who tell it, you know, towards me. I don't know about nobody else like it is. You could cut it short. It don't matter because let me tell you like this. I got an invitation. What was it? The end of last year from our spiritual mom. You know, I just wanted so into your life, Quenisha. And it came from off a page, you know, her page. But I know that she don't normally be on that. And it was, come to my house. I want to sow a seed into your life. And not to mention how much it was, but it was four digits. And I was talking to her about it. I was like, should I go? She was like, yeah, go. But I was getting into detail. And she was like, no, you ain't got to say all that. No, you ain't got no, don't, don't, you ain't got to say all that. Just, you know, just testify your part. I don't want to hear no other part. And I thank God for that because she keeps me wanting to be. Because when you're a powerful person and people look at you like you just don't make no mistakes. And like if you ask for prayer, oh, you don't need no prayer. But she understands. And she relates it to her husband and everything. And I love them so freaking much. Before I even knew anything about you. Before you even came. You understand? I don't know how long you've known them. But you understand? I was just like. They my family. I love them. You know, Mama. You know, Tanika. You know, Tara. You understand? Her kids. Sinai. Uh, Andre and. Uh, what's the other? Oh, Father, forgive me. Nia. Thank you, Holy Spirit. See, I didn't even remember. The Holy Spirit said, Nia, Quenisha. And always was like, dang, that's a beautiful family. But this is how I got really close. Their son, Andre Jr., is the same age as my son, DJ. And we was in children's church. And I'll never forget that day when Andre came and he had like uh, his clothes for the praise team to minister, you know, was on a hanger, you know, covered up like it came from the cleaners or something. And he went to go drop his son off because Tiffany went to go, you know, pray with the praise team. And he went to go sign his son in. And it was infants, you know, infants and toddlers, you know, in children's ministry. And I'll never forget, I was already there with my son, DJ. They're the same age. They were probably like, uh, one and a half, two, something like that. And I never forget, he had, you know, uh, a napkin of bacon you know, or sausage. It was one or the other to give it to him to eat while he was there. And the, the teachers that was there, they was like, oh, we're going to do it. And I looked at him and I was like, wow, he really cared about his kid. He wanted to make sure he get his food because, you know, Andre Jr. was crying. He didn't want his father to leave. He didn't, he, he looked like, he's not crying, but he just didn't look like he wanted him to leave. He looked like he was uncomfortable, even though he was comfortable. He was in a high chair and my son was in a high chair. And I was like, I'm going to stay here 
just to make sure his son is good because he really cares. I'm going to make sure he get the food and everybody take care of him. And guess what? They did. I will never forget that day. That was my first day ever seeing, you know, minister slash pastor <laughs> Andre Barbara. I never forget that day because I was like, I know what it's like when I was feeling from his son because I used to always cry when my mother leave. And he was being a big boy, but he was like, I don't want my dad to leave me here. You know, I don't know about this place, but they did a great job because I sat there and watched. And I knew right then and there, this family belongs to me. And I can't be territorial, you know. I notice sometimes I can be territorial because I'm not used to, you know, being around people that are, you know, very good care real you know not talking about no mistakes or faults you know what I'm saying that's how I am you know and I always come to her about everything it's not about no oh I don't do this or I don't want you to see this guess what it is what it is because guess what it don't matter what it's on each side when it comes to her and her husband they always stay together I don't care what's, you know, being, you know, expressed or whatever outside of that. But when it comes to that house, when it comes to that family, that man know his, you understand, right standing. He know his priority. Take care of my family, no matter what it look like or what it sound like. And he's been doing one, you know, I can't say the word heck because God says it opposite of hell but he's been doing one stand-up job one stand-up job regarding her and their children and she did too and when I was invited to the prom and you know I don't normally be around and if you notice if you look at the video I was the only one clapping you know when Nia came you know walking the runway because that's what I know to do you know, clap. And people were just looking, you know, just enjoying it. I clapped while she walked down. And I looked at the video. I was like, why am I clapping? Because I honored that moment. And then when they had another, you know, for her graduation because, you know, she wasn't able to be there or whatever the reason was. And I was like, man, when I came there, just being invited, I don't give a crap how or why I was invited. The fact is, I was invited. Like, invite me. But the thing is, to be honest, if you're there and I can't say nothing to you, I don't know how to deal with that. Because my personality, like her personality, his personality, their personality, in my shoes, hey, what's up? That's why I was going to go to the store that day. I was going to walk and get me like you know, a small bottle, you know, wine. And I wasn't going to do it at her house, of course. But I was going to just, you know, knock it back a little bit, you know, just so I could feel more comfortable being there. Not about them, but it was about you. Because when I heard you, you know, because you were supposed to have been there at the prom, but you didn't show up. But it's okay. 
But I was like, no, give me a hug, sister. I don't care what the reason is. And I understand her respect. Like, no, 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 stay back. No, I don't care about that. I really love you. And when her sister Tar was like, you know, my sister and them love you, Q. They love you. And I was like, wow, they love me? And her friends came, you know, and we was clicking, not me trying to, you know, be who I'm not or try, you know, understand? It was just, you know, happening, flowing that way. Because you know why? We're from the same neighborhood, but they're older than me. See, I'm, it's like I was there, you know, a generation after them, you know, in the community. So they're not that older than me, trust me. And guess what? All of them look younger than us. They look good. You know, Tiffany look good. Tamika, Tar, all of them look, Tar not that much older than me. I was in a ninth. She was in a 12, you know. But I'm just saying, I would never forget. You know, I would never forget when they showed me Miss Garrett and she came there. That's the music teacher. I had her in ninth and ninth grade, tenth grade. I had um, it was a Mr. Carter, and I had Miss Garrett, and it was just about vocals and breathing and singing, and that's when we was like performing. You know, she has to go to like the White House and. All those things, but I didn't go. I didn't want to, you know, show up for rehearsals and all of that stuff. Because if I was in her class, so her class is automatically in the choir because she's teaching us. You know, if you show up, you show up. But I didn't show up because I was like, she she was teaching about making, you know, don't worry about your facial expressions. The figaro. And I was like, I ain't used to making faces like that when I sing. So I didn't really, you know, but I'm going to tell you like this. When she came to, you know, Nia's, you know, graduation out there, when I seen her, I hid myself because I didn't want her to see me because I knew I wasn't really a good student. You know, I didn't go, I didn't go to her class a lot because I didn't know how to express myself in music. Even though I could sing, and even though I, you know, I write music, I didn't know how to express like that, like the all that. You, you gotta make, the, you gotta stretch the notes and all of that. And I never forget. Tara was in twelfth grade, and we came from off of a winter. No, it was a summer break. And I never forget. She had her real hair out, going back in a curl. She wore a black T-shirt and some, you know, some big jeans. And she was next to a guy who now I know his name is Roderick. They were in the bleachers. And she was singing a song. Reunited and it feels so good. Because she was happy to be back at school. She was talking about reunited. And I was like, look at her. She's such a perfect student. I could see straight A's all over her. And I was looking at her like that because I was a student on the bleachers because you could smoke on the bleachers. You know, the security guards was allowing us, you know, they was like, you know, you could buy, never mind. But anyway, 
you know, like Wilson, you know, uh, Big Young, you know what I'm saying? All of them. I never forget, but they were just like protecting us from not, you know, hooking school and trying to escape out the gates. But when I looked at her and I was like, Dad, she's a great student and I'm messing up. And I didn't really want to, you know, Look, look at her because she's just stay on. They just stay on the, they just stay on the top bleachers. When you walk through, coming from you know the cafeteria, you walk to the bleachers. You go through the cut, you know, to the bleachers. They was right there on the right hand side, and she was on the top bleachers with the dude named Roderick, and it was some other people, you know, who sung. And I was like, I was like, wow, I could be a good student like that too. But you know, I'm I'm sitting here, you know, smoking weed and. You know, and I know she probably seen me smoke weed and, you know, and drinking, you know, in my little fruit, you know, fruit. You ever heard of Fruitopia? We had a Fruitopia bottles. I pulled like, you know, a little bit of liquor. Man, my girl, man, I told you it was like 12 of us. We just sit on the bleachers and do that. And I felt like I was letting her down, not even knowing who she is to this day. You understand? I just felt like, Dad, you're a great student. And here I am sitting here smoking weed and hooking class and you doing music and, you know, you making good good grades. I make good grades, you know. I make sure I make good grades, but I hooked a lot and I smoked and drank. I was like, you know, I felt like that. Like, she doing so much better than I was. I never forget in high school. And it was a guy, I don't remember his name. It was like a, a gay guy. And he was into the modeling and in the high, you know, uh, in a band. We was like Stepperex. We was the Stepperex. So I was in a band for like maybe six months. And he was like, high speed. Dun, 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 dun. Don't play with Eastern Band. i never forget. Baloo was hating on us so much. They carved a B in the middle of our field. Buka, I'm just talking to you, but you know. But i never forget. We had a parade. And I was like. I was smoking cigarettes that day. I said, I can't, I can't march the whole daggone thing. I said, forget that. I got, I, I marched and I made my way outside the band. And I never forget, you know, Miss Garrett was like, you know, she never said anything, but she was looking like, you know, you're being rebellious. You know, she didn't keep it real with you. And that's why I was hiding myself, you know, at Tiffany house when, you know, Nia, you know, her prom and her graduation, because she always show up at stuff. I didn't want her to see me. And I was, you know, I would say, that's Miss Carrot. And I'll never forget, Tara was like, yeah. I was like, let me hide myself. And it was a lady there, and she was, she had a short haircut, and she was dressed, you know, you know, down. You know, she was cool, you know? I mean, between us, you know, she's a dumb. Okay, so what? Sit a sister in Christ. She was a dumb, and she was like, you know, you know, Miss Garrett, she, we, we, we click real close. I was like, yeah, but don't tell her I'm right here. She's like, I got my little drink right here. I said, it's okay. Cause I, you know, I didn't drink or nothing like that. But when I went there, I was like, don't, don't let her know I'm right here. Cause I was like embarrassed for her to know. Wow. I thought she was going to call me on and be like, you never came to my class. You, you know, you dished out on every time we have rehearsal, but she, and guess what? Miss Garrett still looked at darn same. I couldn't believe it. I was like, dang, if you go anywhere around the world and I see you, I'm going to know that's you.
Yes, sweetie, I'm back. I had to check my emails. Yeah, because someone wants a studio session. Don't be careful with that, too. Yep. Because I've been invited to three this year. And I'm not doing worldly music. I don't care what I look like. They need to hear what I sound like. Because many people in the studios and you understand will look at me without even asking anything. That's why you gotta let people know who you are. Because they look at me like, okay, you're the next. No, I'm not the next anything. I don't show no body parts. I don't drink and smoke. And when I release a word through music, many of them look like, oh, you're not the woman that would do anything to get a notice or a record label. No, I'm not. And that's why I'm so big with letting you know, even from the past, I don't care about materials. I don't care about things. And things are nice. Don't get me wrong. But that's not my focus. Even though when it happens, oh, I'm so glad because I'm going to do so many great things unto you. I'd rather do things unto you before you do it unto me. And guess what? I will. I'm planning things to do unto you right now. I know God told me before, what was it, last year? No, year before last, 2021. God said that you was in, you know, you was on Pennsylvania Avenue. And then I heard, you know, God say something about, you know, Temple Hills. I don't give a crap about what you have in your account or what you don't have or what you do for a living. Listen to me. I seen your, you understand, your slideshow on YouTube. And you paid for, you understand, for to be public rights more. And I was like, this presentation is like worth more than what is shown. Because it introduced who you are. Every side of you, your fun side, you know, physical. Don't look, trust me, I got it. Your physical side. It showed you in business. I'm thank you for not even showing me anything about that. I don't, you know, I'm not gonna say I don't care, but you understand. You show business side. You show the culinary side. You're in the kitchen cooking. You showed your praise and worship side. I never forget. It was like 
not animated. It was like more dimensional. Not 3D, more like 2D dimensional. Because I took up graphics in high school. See, I'm the student that made all A's. My last year. Because I really thought I was going to go to Howard, Harvard, Princeton, or Yale. And the reason why I wanted to go there, because I wanted to prove a point. I had the highest SAT scores, even, you understand, pre the prep SAT score, excuse me, PSAT scores. Eleventh through twelfth grade. And I never told my mother. I never told my father. I never told anybody. Because my whole life as a young child, not my whole life, excuse me, as a young child, just about my whole life was already written out for me. You don't have to work. You don't have to get an education. We already have everything for you. Your money is already set for you. You could just breathe and just receive. And that's not what God wanted. Now, I'm be real with you. You know, I don't lie. The only reason I took my mother to my prom now, I could have went by myself because I didn't want no date. I wasn't into that. I took her to my prom because she missed her prom. Because she had to go abiding by the Sabbath. Because my father, you know, was a Jew. And she was with him. So they had to let go of their prom to be in church on a Friday and a Saturday. Excuse me. I don't say those words anymore. On those days. The sixth, the fifth day. You understand? But you know what get me? Is that Jews calendar is different from any other calendar. And according to the Jewish calendar, all the way back to Torah, all the way back to, you understand? When they was writing on animal skin. And they really didn't want to use. You understand lamb. Or sheep. Because they valued that for Passover. And to attend to them. Because Christ said feed the sheep. So they saw a sheep as a very holy. Animal. But the skin was very necessary. So they used sheep skin. They used lamb. They used cow. And other cattle to write on as paper. Now you Google back in biblical terms where you speak your heavenly language and you go and look where it was first written. Where was the word first written? It wasn't on paper, it wasn't a Torah. 
It wasn't in Greek. It was in Hebrew on animal skins. And what they did was they shaved the, the hair off the animal and left it hanging the outside. The skin dried it very dry. And they used ink to write on it. And I said to God, you have given Moses two templates for 10 commandments. So it's not like you wrote nine and then wrote one on the other template. It had to be five and five because I know you got. And when Moses was led to go down there due to Joshua saying, what's going on down there? They were serving and made a, you know, a golden calf. And Moses dropped it. No matter of fact, he threw them down. Thank you, Father. He threw them down. Both templates. He was up there 40 days, 40 nights, and without no food or drink. And he had to go back up there after he ministered to them and put them to shame back up there to get another set of templates. So I was like, Father, what did you write them on? It wasn't animal skins. Did it just appear your writing on templates? Because they didn't have templates back then. See, we have the templates up in congregations, how we have them to be, you know, statued and you understand. But they were just on paper. And it had a hard template behind it. Because if it wasn't hard, then that means it would have broken. So the words were connected to that hard template for it to break. Because guess what? Paper can't break. Animal skin cannot break. And that was the only time that God put something like that on something like that. Now you go and read. Many people biblically talked about even, you understand, before Nebuchadnezzar, even, you understand, 1 Kings, 2 Kings. The thing is, when you look at and when you listen to, oh, God, I feel like I'm preaching. When you look at and listen to every book of the Bible, it has a meaning. 1 Kings doesn't just mean that it's just first kings. No, those were first kings. Second kings, second kings. You understand? And God said, Kunisha, I want you to rewrite with help a new version of the Bible. And sweetheart, you're probably not even aware that you're going to help me do it. Write a new version of the Bible. And it's going to emphasize what Bible means on the front cover. Basic instructions before leaving earth. Because many people build their relationships based upon what they read. 
and not based upon what they can currently hear because God is still the same. See, many people just like myself in the past, I didn't know that Luke wasn't a disciple. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You understand? Mark is John Mark that we read about in the New Testament. And we hear about John Mark in Luke when it comes to, you understand, Barnabas encountering, you understand, Apostle Paul before he became Apostle Paul. Luke was Apostle Paul's physician. Barnabas and all of those in the New Covenant in that time. See, as we read the New Covenant, look at and read how it lead up to. Matthew, Mark. If you look at and you, sweetheart, please do this for me. Google all the original 12 disciples. Even when it comes to Judas. And yes, he was replaced. 